world is going through an expansion of consciousness, a changing of the ages, and many of us are on an awakening journey. I want to explore what all of this means and share people's personal stories so we can relate, enjoy the mystical experiences, and perhaps connect some more dots. Everyone's journey is completely unique. I'm your host, Wendy, and this is Light Always Wins. Hi, everybody. Hope you're doing well out there. Today, I have Akashic Beck on the podcast, and she is an Akashic Records reader, a numerologist, and much more. Um, We had a blast talking. She loves to laugh. I love to laugh. I was laughing at myself, laughing while I was listening to this to edit, Um, and I also had like a million questions for her, so hopefully... This podcast will answer some of your questions about the Akashic Records and then some. So here we go. Hi, Beck. Thank you Hi. so much for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure and an honor. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Oh, sure. So uh, my name is Rebecca, but I go by Akashic Beck and um, I'm an Akashic Records reader, hence the name. Um, I'm also a numerologist, and very recently I became certified in hypnosis, as well as past life regression and entity release. Cool. Wow. All the things, right? (laughs) Yeah, you've got a nice big bag of tricks there. (laughs) Um, I do what I can, you know. (laughs) So how did your awakening journey start for you? It was a longer process for you, right? Like more gradual? Yes, I would say it's pr- it was pretty gradual. Um, I'll give you the condensed version because um, it w- it's a really long story. <laughs> but, yeah, as um, most of ours are, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Yes, I-, I love listening to your podcast and everybody's stories. And I guess that's how I kind of got into this work is because I genuinely love to learn about people and um, and where they've been and why they are the way they are Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean you know growing up and I think a lot of people can probably relate to this especially if you're on your awakening journey I just didn't I I was a misfit I didn't fit in Um, I I tried but it didn't work (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I just kind of had to accept that about myself early on you know Um, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it but I just never a lot of things that you know we experience in life just didn't really resonate with me um you know of course I went to school and that didn't really resonate and I went to church and that didn't really resonate you know mm-hmm. um but I I just tried to muddle my way through life right and when I was a teenager um I started getting interested in um new age you know what they call new age stuff mm-hmm. and uh, you know astrology numerology that's kind of how my the seeds were planted for those things and um and then in my early 20s I learned about Edgar Casey and the Akashic Records so I put a pin in that because I I just learned about it I learned what the records were I learned about you know what channeling was and things like that so my interest began to blossom but then mm-hmm. um, but as far as my awakening I just feel like um, you know I just had these little moments throughout 
the first 26 years of my life mm-hmm. where I was, um, how do you say, uh, I was being made aware of the magic that exists, you know, mm. um, and, and the possibilities that were around us. I just was so conditioned. I just didn't see it, you know, yeah. and I knew there was something more. Well, then when I was 27, that's actually when my awakening, my, I guess you could call it my real awakening or my official awakening or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. started, but mine was not all blissful and, <laughs> you know, and, and, and beautiful unfolding of a lotus or anything. It was a dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. And so it, and it lasted for seven years. <laughs> so, wow. um, yeah, but in, in in 2009 I started to say 2019 no 2009 um I had uh, the beginnings of what I call a series of unfortunate events you know and I just had a lot of life really tough life experiences um you know it was tough for me you know things that uh, up until that point I really had not experienced a lot of Mm -hmm. um a lot of loss a lot of you know people walking out of my life um and probably the most poignant um I guess instance that happened was um I almost lost my dad in 2011 I was actually pregnant with my son and um he had a traumatic brain injury and he wasn't supposed to survive but he did and he's still alive today he's a walking miracle um but that I I feel like I had to kind of you know grieve who he used to be you know what I mean Hmm. but all of that happening and the experiences that I had surrounding that um I it opened up my mediumship abilities um it opened up my ability to see things and experience things that you know you can't see with the naked eye Mm -hmm. um I was hearing things that you know weren't weren't there you know and um yeah it was pretty pretty intense for me and then I thought okay well dad made it (laughs) everything's gonna be great no not so much I kept having like all of these other life experiences um I had a lot of um, family related trauma um I had people that I was friends with that I had been friends with since childhood you know I thought we were close and they just like walked out of my life and you know Mm -hmm. things like that Mm -hmm. and I and I and and in hindsight you know it's 2020 yeah so I in talking to other people a lot of them had experienced things similar, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I lost all of my friends, my family turned away from me, you know, it was, it was that kind of situation. Yeah. Um, but it was, it wasn't because I necessarily did or didn't do anything. It was because things were coming up. I was, um, you know, I was f- actually starting to step into my power and I didn't realize it at the time you know um and of course being a mom uh changed a lot of things for me too it changed my perspective on things and it made me realize um just what a miracle life is and Mm -hmm. that I I can't go back to being how I was before you know yeah (laughs) so um I just kind of rolled with the punches over the next few years and I um it, and, and it was like each situation that occurred 
was um, another step, you know, like into myself and, and realizing how strong I actually am. And, um, and then in 2016, like I felt something distinctly shift that year. Hmm. And I don't, I, I still to this day don't quite know how to describe it, <laughs> but it was like a, a big energetic shift for me. And I will never forget what happened. Um, it was later in the year. I can't remember, exactly remember what month it was, but um, I was going to bed one night. Um, I had, you know, my husband was asleep. My son was um, asleep and I was finally getting in the bed. You know how it is. <laughs> like you've had a long day. Yeah. And I laid down and I was just drifting off and I heard my name. I heard it was a whisper. It was like, Rebecca. And I thought it was my husband. And I was like, you know, I was irritated at him. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what do you want? You know, <laughs> and, um, and he was like, he was like fast asleep. So I was like, maybe he's talking in his sleep or something because he's known to do that. Uh-huh. So I didn't think he'd think about it. The next night, same thing happened. And it was a little bit louder. It was like, Rebecca. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I laugh it's like spirit has such a great sense of humor you know and and, um yeah and and this kept on for an entire week whoa and I remember by the end of the week it was like somebody was in my face going Rebecca like yelling at me and I went I sat up and I went what (laughs) (laughs) my husband's like huh what you know (laughs) what's going on you know and I'm like, I don't know. I'm losing my mind. I'm hearing stuff. What is happening? Um, so um, <laughs> after that, I I remember um, the next day, I took my son to daycare and my husband was at work. And I had this profound need to go into meditation. They were like, you need to meditate. Not now, but now. So I was like, okay. So <laughs> I go, I come back home and I go into meditation. Mm-hmm. And I see this. And, and at this point, I had been on a meditation journey, like learning how to meditate and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was able to go in really, really quickly. And I saw the image of a lion. And I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, Um, so there's a lion, and what do I do now, and um, the lion said, it's time, and I said, time for what, (laughs) (laughs) when the lion tells you it's time, you better listen, right, so so I, I started to just kind of investigate, Uh, I was talking to this lion, and this lion informed me that he was one of my guides, and his name is Azra, and that he was the one that was saying my name (laughs) he was trying to wake me up and um he was like it's time and and that's all he would say and so um over the next couple of days I kept trying to figure out what what it was time for but Mm -hmm. I already knew you know it was time it was time to you know let go of everything that I had just been through and and step through the threshold Mm. and um, you know, really sink into my journey, you know, with both feet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That makes me tear up a little. I love it. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Um, and I'm not, I'm not mad at Astra anymore for waking me up <laughs> in my sleep because it was important, you know, 
Yeah. Because, you know, when you're going to sleep, like, you know, you really have to surrender a lot, you know, especially Mm -hmm. your monkey mind, you know, because you've Mm -hmm. been going all day. And um, from what I understand and talking to um, other people, uh, apparently this this is a thing that happens, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is pretty incredible. (laughs) Yeah, that is. Um, When you were talking about it, I couldn't help but picture the strength card in tarot, you know? (laughs) And the woman like feeding the lion the pill. And I feel like that's such a symbol of overcoming so much, you know, and being able to tame that lion. I mean, it could even be like symbolic of the ego too, you know, or just like, just uh, um, the overcoming fears and things. absolutely and and you were talking about the strength card it's really funny actually because one of my other guides that is um attached to azra is um another one of my guides named arabella and she i mean they look just like the strength card like visually she's just this beautiful maiden she was actually my daughter in a past life and um so she you know, she's had earthly lives and she chose to become my guide and mm-hmm. uh, her, her and Azra are, uh, are attached. Um, they come in a pair. <laughs> They're never oh. not with each other. It was just that, just that initial, you know, um, introduction, if you will, mm-hmm. that, that he came alone. Yeah. You know? Did you have any, like, <clears throat> any awareness of any other guides before that? Or was that like the first, like, uh interaction with a guide for you as far as I know yes that was my first interaction with a guide um I had had I'm a very vivid dreamer and Uh there were times in the past where I feel like I may have seen my guides I may have been astral traveling or something Uh um but I have not confirmed that so yeah yeah oh that's so cool so all right, you start, you step through this threshold and then what, is this when the Akashic records come or can you tell us a little bit more? Yeah, sure. So, uh, to answer your question, yes, it was, um, Azra was telling me that, uh, he, you know, over, you know, the next couple of months, I guess he was just allowing me to get familiar with him. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, <laughs> it's time now. <laughs> and uh, I said, okay, what are we doing now? You know, what's, what's next on the, on the list? And he says, uh, I need you to go into meditation today. So it was another situation like before, uh, you know, my son was at daycare, my husband was at work, and I was here by myself, and um, I went into meditation, and I was in so deep, I mean, I almost felt like I was asleep, but I, I definitely, like, rose up out of my body at some point, <laughs> because it was, it was incredibly intense, mm-hmm. so um, Azra said, you know, okay, here we go. We're going on a journey kind of thing. And I kind of felt like I floated through time and space a little, you know, Mm -hmm. like you do on a Tuesday or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I, I, I was at this door and, um, I opened the door and there was like a checkered floor. I walked through the doorway and there were bookcases 
and this hallway just as far as the eye could see. I mean, it went so far down, you know, I couldn't see it anymore. It was almost like it went into a light. And I was standing there and I felt completely at ease. I felt safe. I felt loved. I did not feel weird about any of it. I was just like letting whatever needed to come through, come through. And so I'm walking down this hallway and um, I heard it's time. And I saw the vision of, a, of this book kind of float over to me. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was beautiful. It was like, like deep red. Um, it was very old and it had these ornate corners on it, um, had cobwebs on it and everything. <laughs> and, and I opened the book and, and it had words, but they weren't English, but for some reason I could read the words wow. and the pages, you know, were kind of tattered and whatnot. And I was flipping through it and I heard, um, the records chose you. And I said, and I was saying, I was standing there, I was like, the records chose me, you know, what does this mean? And then the book closed and just lovingly floated away and went on the bookshelf. <laughs> and the books, you know, there were books, like all different sizes and colors and shapes and, and variety. And um, so it was, it was really incredible. And of course, I always had a, a love of reading and going to libraries. So maybe uh -huh. that's why I felt really at home there. Yeah. And then I lovingly left this meditation. I, you know, sank back into my body and I just sat there for like two days. I was like, <laughs> you know, kind of yeah. like a zombie, like, <laughs> like what whoa. just happened? <laughs> I was, I felt like Garth on Wayne's world, you know, I was like, whoa. <laughs> like Wayne <laughs> help me and um I hope people get that reference <laughs> I do I appreciate like aging it myself like, anyways. <laughs> so so over the next couple of days I was kind of out of it and even I remember my husband being like are you okay you know uh -huh. everything good you know and um I would get like super emotional like mm -hmm. if if anything happened like I would just be like god and I would start crying about it and I'm like why am I so emotional mm -hmm. and then the next day or a couple of days later I woke up and I was like oh my gosh he meant the Akashic Records I was in the Akashic Records I know this now I was very excited that I knew that yeah <laughs> and then I was suddenly like had this new lease on life I was like yay records okay now what you know <laughs> And, and then, you know, I started, to, that's when I really started to develop a really strong connection to my guides. Mm. And I just fully, I put full trust in my guides and allowed them to show me how to do this and how, and to lead me through that process of learning mm. about the records and how to read the records. Um, so as I mentioned, I'm an avid reader. I, I got several books about the Akashic Records. I watched a million videos about the Akashic Records. Yeah. Um, try and, and mainly trying to find something that resonated, you know, that made, right. made a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's when Arabella kind of stepped into the scene and she started to help me as well. Um, and I was just so excited to, you know, connect with her and everything. And um, so one day I said, okay, I've I've been doing all this research, um, 
you know, and I've been trying to go into my own records and I asked, I said, okay, what do I, what exactly do I need to do? Like, I feel like I'm missing something like a piece, you know? And they said, don't worry, we'll show you. And, um, now to preface, I've, I've been a photographer for 14 years and, mm. uh, that's like my day job, if, if you will. Yeah. And so I was, um, you know, editing pictures one day and I wanted to listen to a podcast and I came across a podcast of a lady who reads the Akashic records. And so I started listening to her and I really liked her take on it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I felt like she had a little bit more modern take. Um, and so I appreciated that. So I started listening to her and, um, and then my guide said, okay, now you need a reading, you know, mm-hmm. you will, we'll get to you reading your own, but we want you to have a reading. Uh-huh. So they actually led me to this other lady who reads the Akashic records and I had a reading yeah. from her and, um, and basically that was to show me that one, you know, pretty much anybody can do it. Anybody that's ready to read the records can read the records, mm-hmm. but it was also to show me going forward, how I want to conduct my readings, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean, she, what she said, I mean, she's very gifted, and I appreciated her. um, But I was like, okay, you know, if I were doing a reading, I wouldn't do this, or I would do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to kind of feel out, like, what I wanted my readings to look like. Even like a reference point, right? Yeah, exactly. So it was very helpful. It was money well spent. <laughs> and, um, and then I decided, I was like, you know, I'd really like to get certified. Just, you know, not that you need to be certified to read the records. That's not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I wanted to have that, uh, I guess, have that extra, uh, uh, some kind of legitimacy or something, you know, to, yeah. to let people know this is something that I actually studied and you're and serious about it. Like I'm serious. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause they don't offer that in college courses. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do, I want to go to that college. <laughs> right. Man, that'd be, co- that'd be like the coolest college ever. I think I'm going to start that college. <laughs> yeah. Can we just, can we just start that just casually, you know, (laughs) super cash, you know, and then, um, so then I feel like this story is lasting 10 years. Um, but anyways, I'm loving it. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, okay, but at, at this, at this point, you know, before I got certified, you know, I, I started going into my own records and, that was an exciting day for me because I was like, I was ready, you know. So I go into my records and, and it, it just was incredibly easy for me to do. And that's how I met my guide, Mishka. And I talk about Mishka quite a bit, especially on my podcast and, um, and other things. Uh, Mishka is my personal guide for my Akashic records. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he also has had lifetimes on earth. Um, we were actually husband and wife um, at one point. And um, he's just an absolutely beautiful soul. And he has been a tremendous help for me in um, learning about my records and how the records operate. You know, he answers all of my questions. Um, he's definitely taught me a lot about patience because I'm the type of person that I need to know everything now, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and he's I'm like that too. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like simmer down, you know, he's yeah. like it's, it's a process, you know, and he's, mm-hmm. he's reminded me of that. Um, so 
in in reading the records now I didn't tell anybody about this for a whole year I kept this was something special to me and I kept it to myself Uh um and I was like you know um are you I I remember one day I was in my records talking to Mishka and I said so am am I just gonna read for myself or am I gonna read for other people and he's Mm -hmm. like oh yeah and you know it's that's coming soon you Uh know and he's like, we just got to do a few things first. And I said, okay. Um, so uh, I remember one day he was like, okay, you can you can start testing the waters, like dipping your toe, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to a dear friend of mine, and she uh, she she was actually very uh, a very important part of my spiritual journey. She she helped me out a lot, and. I reached out and I was like, listen, so there's a thing. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> and then I said, I've been reading the Akashic records for myself. She's like, get out. She was so excited. She was like, oh man, oh man, you got to tell me all about it. <laughs> she was so excited for me. And she was like, how do you do it? What do you do? Tell me about it. How do you, what's it like? And she had so many questions and I was like, I knew you were going to be like this and I have all the answers. (laughs) And so I explained to her what had been happening and she's like, why didn't you tell me? But, uh, but it was all good. She wasn't mad. And she said, you have to read my records. Oh my gosh, you have to read my records. Like, let's do this. Let's do I'm going to do it right now. You know? So Mishka told me that I was going to have some tests um about you know getting into the records and I was like okay a test oh my gosh you know and I was really anxious do I study for this you know and she um so you know one day she and I we were gonna go into her records and I got a no it was like slamming a door in my face no slam Hmm. I was like oh my gosh you know (laughs) start hyperventilate I'm like what did I do wrong you know I course I blame myself you know Uh, and she was like oh my god what did I do wrong and I was like I don't know (laughs) and so um I just you know it I realized that that is like an egoic part of it because there are going to be times and there are going to be people that you encounter that are not ready Mm. either they're not ready or their soul's not ready or their guides are like no (laughs) a big fat no they have blocks and so I needed to learn about that yeah so I was like okay you know and I realized uh, it wasn't me you know it was nothing I did wrong or didn't do so a few days later we tried again once again I got a big fat no slam in my face Mm-hmm. And then I started to think, okay, maybe I'm doing this wrong for real. You know, I, had, <laughs> I was questioning myself, and my abilities. And my friend, of course, was like, okay, I, I'm getting the intuitive nudge that, you know, it's just not time, you know, we'll try again later. Mm-hmm. So a couple of weeks go by and, and it was time to try again. And that that's when I went into her records and it was an incredible experience. I felt like I was in a movie and the, the, just everything that I experienced and saw and felt and smelled and, and just, it, it, it was like, I was actually there. It was so incredible. And yeah. I was explaining to her what all I was experiencing. And she just starts bawling. She was like, 
oh my gosh, that feels so real, you know, and yeah. she started getting chills and everything. So, um, and now I can't share what was uh, actually in her records, the information, but I can tell you that it was highly validated. She, she knew exactly what I was talking about mm -hmm. and uh, the people that were there, she knew exactly who I was talking about. Um, I was, you know, brought into a past life for her and um, it was something that is um, relevant to something that's going on in her life today. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that was my first experience reading for somebody else. And it's just gotten better from there. <laughs> I, I wow. absolutely adore reading the records for people and the information is everything is super duper helpful. Yeah. Well, and now I'm curious. So you're like, I'm trying to envision what this is like. Cause you're like, I'm like watching a movie. Like, are you just sitting here with your eyes closed and letting it go through and telling her in real time? Or do you like read people's records ahead of time and then relay the information? How does that work? So I go in in real time. And when I enter someone's records, I just immediately start sharing what I see, what I hear, what I feel. Um, and I, I give their guides time to kind of come forward <laughs> because essentially I'm a stranger <laughs> to them and they're just getting used to me. Mm. Um, so a lot of times they, they're, they're quiet until they kind of assess me and then they'll start talking mm -hmm. um, when they see what I'm there for. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why it's so important that you or that I have your explicit permission to do this. Um, you know, there's a lot of trust involved whenever you're reading somebody's records. Yeah. And um, I always let people know, like, hey, I don't stalk you like, <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. Um, because there's like personal information that comes through. And I'm, I yeah. want to honor that, you know, I make sure that, um, all of the information that comes through is, um, you know, I, I'm as respectful as possible. Um, I'm as gentle as possible because, you know, there's a lot of people who've had, um, you know, been through a lot of trauma. They've been through a lot of things. And so there are things that they're not ready to hear. Mm -hmm. um, and those things are not shared. Uh -huh. And that everything that is shared is for their highest and best good. Mm -hmm. So I just, um, yeah, I, I I try to um, be as I'm, I'm completely transparent and completely honest about it. You know, I don't, you know, cover things up, you know, if it's uncomfortable to say. And that's something that I've had to get over myself is, you know, saying the uncomfortable things. Yeah. Um, because, um, you know, when when you're when you're I mean, whether you're an, a records reader or whatever the case may be, if, if you hesitate to share uncomfortable or very like jarring information with people, I mean, you're not going to be able to convey the message that you need to convey. Yeah. Um, Cause sometimes it takes that, you know, it takes, that takes that level of brutal honesty to, to make sure people get the message that they need to hear. I feel like there's so much value just in you, in you sharing that piece even. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, I think it's, that. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think it's too, it's important to, um, to realize that, you know, that's why they say that, you know, not everybody's ready 
mm-hmm. uh, for for these gifts or for uh, the messages that come through because you know we're hearing with our human ears mm-hmm. you know and sometimes spirit is not always gentle with that information mm-hmm. you know because we have our our human emotions tied into those things you know and our emotions carry a lot of weight mm-hmm. and have a lot of power so um but yeah i share you know like i like i said i share what's coming through um i i do all of my sessions the exact same way i have like a a process if you will of how i open the records and close the records um, I have t- have had times where I've had to close them out really quickly because um, something has come up or something's happened or <laughs> the, the, the person was just so overwhelmed. They just couldn't finish out the session. Wow. Um, so I, I try to be really respectful um, and, and honor, you know, what people are needing at that time. It's really yeah. important to honor people's journeys. And that's something that I say all the time is I honor you and I honor your journey. And, um, you know, you'll hear it when you're ready to hear it, you know, whether it comes from me or something else. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm like, I think I'm ready for a reading from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, come on, sis. (laughs) I just like when you were talking about how you have the same process every time I had this vision of a library book opening and a little card coming out with my name on it and you stamping it and putting it back in. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me get, let me get my spectacles on and we'll do this. Love oh it. yeah. I love that. I, I have such a, a deep love of library books, mm-hmm. you know, y'all yeah. don't know about those card catalogs. Do you? <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Like a few days ago, I was like, thinking about I haven't visited the libraries in my town yet like there's one right down the street for me and when we moved here it was like we moved here and then like COVID started and then the libraries were closed and like I just haven't (laughs) I haven't made it there yet you know but it's literally like this tiny house the one that's down the street and you're making me realize like I need to go visit it because totally need to go who knows what's in there and you take know? pictures of everything because it sounds adorable. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's like a bunch of little libraries around here. So there's like a small one for each little town within our township or whatever. I'm not sure what the technical terms are, but um, mm-hmm. we at, we're out in the country here. So <laughs> <laughs> we got little libraries and maybe I find something super old and interesting I mean all that stuff is totally up my alley so like you telling me about the Akashic Records I'm just like oh man this is just like I feel like I would just feel so at home there you know oh yeah yeah. if 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 old libraries are your jam you know that is that is yeah like it, it has a special place in the heart of uh avid readers you know (laughs) yeah yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. so do you have any um personal records of yours that you'd like to share with us at all like anything that was interesting or oh my god well it's all interesting to me yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah absolutely I would love to um so let's see oh gosh well, I could elaborate a little bit more about Mishka and I, if you'd like. Yeah. Um, so 
uh, I asked, it, it was probably about a year and a half ago, I asked Mishka, like, show me like a connection that we had, because I knew, you know, my, I mean, my soul on a soul level, I feel familiar to him and he feels familiar, you know, and, and we're, we're connected, we're soul family. And so he took me back to a lifetime. This was a long time ago, <laughs> um, where we lived in a, in this village in Africa. Um, and I was, uh, he and I were married. Like I said, that, that was our, our lifetime where we were married and, he was kind of like the village medicine man mm -hmm. and I was the village midwife so I was there for all of the births of all of the babies you know within my lifetime um and I was a very powerful Reiki healer mm. um so you know I if the if the mother and the child experienced like a really traumatic birth like if there was a lot of complications or something like that which usually there wasn't mm -hmm. I was able to give them both Reiki mm -hmm. um if the mother passed in childbirth um I had we had death doulas who you know like helped their soul navigate you know into the next realm mm -hmm. um so that they wouldn't be um, you know, afraid or confused, um, they would know where they were. Um, and it was, it, it was a very powerful process. And um, we just, we just really worked as a team. I mean, I was his queen. That's what he told me. He said, you were my queen. Like, I, he worshiped the ground I walked on. I was like, yes, I'm here for that. <laughs> so I love that story. And I just saw like, how, um, like we could see, um, he taught me like how to see energy because mm. he was able to do it. And he was like, anybody can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was really incredible. Um, you know, we, we just, we were like a power couple, I guess you could say. <laughs> I love <laughs> Our it. Village. Yeah. And, um, and it was beautiful. And so that's how he actually presents himself to me. Okay. Um, so he's dressed in his traditional, um, you know, African, um, dress uh -huh. and he had like, he has like this headdress thing that he wears. Um, and he has this like radiant smile. He's, mm -hmm. he's a, he's a beautiful man. And, um, and so whenever he took me back into that lifetime that we had together, I was like, oh, now I see, cause that was a very poignant lifetime for the both of us uh -huh. and so he's always going to present himself to me in the way that my soul understands yeah you know? yeah that makes sense yeah and um I also have seen my lifetimes I had a lifetime in Lemuria and also in Atlantis <laughs> so I I kind of was on both sides of the coin on that uh-huh um in Lemuria I was actually um a man and um, in that lifetime, I was there when Lemuria was destroyed. Um, so I unfortunately witnessed that, and that mm -hmm. was quite scary. Um, <laughs> I won't go into it, <laughs> but um, it was pretty traumatizing. Um, but I, I do, I, I've always felt that connection to Atlantis and Lemuria. Yeah, me too. And <laughs> the different, yeah, and the different energies that, that these places, you know, carried and held. 
Mm -hmm. um, in Atlantis, I actually, my friend that I was mentioning earlier that I read the records for the first time, uh, she and I had a lifetime in Atlantis and uh, we were actually explorers. We would um, go because, you know, they were very science oriented in Atlantis uh -huh. and we would go um, visit, you know, different spots or we would go down into the ocean and bring back samples of things and we would like map out things like we had maps all over the place and um we would play pranks on each other and, it, <laughs> and it's funny because like people in atlantis are like really serious you know uh -huh. kind of like i said they're very astute and everything but we got to be silly whenever we were doing this you know we uh -huh. we would like hi like i i saw a um, this one part where I was hiding in a cave underwater and, and my, and my friend was, you know, swimming and they're looking for stuff. And I like jumped out and scared. <laughs> so you haven't changed much since Atlantis. <laughs> no, I probably got on everybody's nerves in Atlantis because I'm so not serious. <laughs> I laugh about everything. And, um, and it's really it's pretty comical. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I was trying to think of something else I could tell you. I've gone into the records for myself many a time, you know. Like, if you had to guess, how many lives do you think you've seen through the records of your own? Earth lives or other lives? <laughs> Total, like all. Total. Um, I've reincarnated about... Mm, between three and four thousand times. Wow. Okay. I've been all over, baby. <laughs> now that you, now that you said Earth lives, or I want to hear about a non-earthly life, if you don't. Oh wow. Mind sure, sure. Um, so one of my, I guess you could say, my more recent star seed lifetimes. Uh, I was, um, I was an Octarian, mm. and uh, I really. Like, I feel a close connection to, uh, you know, the Arcturians and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I was kind of, I, I was a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, so I had students and I taught them, you know, just different skills and things like that. Um, and I was kind of like head of morale, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like. Um, I was, I was a big, like, I would like cheer people, you know, cheer, cheer my friends on, you know, if, if mm -hmm. they were, you know, doing something or going somewhere, like going to, to another place. Um, and I distinctly remember myself, you know, my friends going to earth, like choosing to go to earth and help earth and me being like, yeah, you know, <laughs> way to go, you go boy, you know, <laughs> or yeah. whatever. And, um, and then deciding to go myself, you know, eventually. Um, I also have a lifetime in Avalon uh, that mm -hmm. I recently discovered. And um, I have a dragon and um, I was a, a, a healer there. I, you know, if, if someone was hurt or sick, you know, they called on me and I would come and, and tend to my people. I was kind of like a... a the the Avalon doctor if you will you know? <laughs> um but I I just I I was a, a man you know I was like in a male form you know uh -huh. in that lifetime and I really resonated with that because um I've had visions 
before I ever went into the records, like I would have visions of men that I've never met, never seen before. But I'm like, why does this man in my visions, like, why do they feel familiar to me? And it was because it was me, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And that's, yeah. And that's, and that's something else that I explained to my, uh, my clients too, is that, you know, you can be, if, I mean, if let's say you're a woman in this life, you could be a man in Mm -hmm. another life. Um, Your connections to your family can be different. Um, So, your, your mother in this life may have been your sister in another life or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's important to remember too, you know, yeah. we, we they, these are just our suits, you know, yeah. our soul is genderless. Our guides are technically genderless, you know, mm-hmm. um, we're all just part of this, like fractals of this big cosmic source, you know, <laughs> so we, we just use these labels because it helps us distinguish ourselves a little bit easier. Yeah, totally. It's like this big cosmic play and it feels like the, I mean, I, I don't know if there is a point, but it sometimes I think maybe the point is just to experience, you know, and to keep expanding. Um, it's pretty interesting. I've been exploring just the cycles of time and different civilizations and the you know zooming way way out (laughs) it can get overwhelming sometimes (laughs) yeah sometimes you're like my brain okay the veil stops here (laughs) yeah Yeah. closed for business (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly well and on that note what is like what has been your biggest takeaway or takeaways from your experience reading the Akashic Records? Oh wow, there's so many. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, one thing is it has helped me realize that you know we really truly are here to learn, just like Dolores Cannon said. You mm-hmm. know, or especially here on Earth, it's it's a place of lessons you know, and these are very valuable lessons, and we want to, um, it's really, I guess you could say it's helped me release victimhood, you know, because I signed up for this, I realized Mm -hmm. that this was a choice that I made, Mm -hmm. and that everybody that is around you is around you for a reason, that people come into your life, and it's not just you know, your boyfriend, it's not just, you know, your parents, like, everybody is, plays a role in, in your story, and vice versa, Um, and probably, which I already knew this, but um, it it really helped me explain to people who are really judgmental, um, that it's, it is completely stupid to hate other people, (laughs) as as much as we want to, (laughs) because at some point you were just like that person you know like you you have had other lifetimes where you played a different kind of role you know Mm -hmm. and you were learning different kinds of lessons and you have been you've probably been every race you've probably been every religion you've been um you know handicap you've been uh, you know, suffering with addiction, you, everybody has had a lifetime where they have 
really truly experience life like hardcore and and it's and it's so silly to hate people it's so silly to judge other people and what they're going through because you yourself either will or you did experience that exact same thing Mm -hmm. um and so just bringing it 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 really brings things around full circle for me Mm -hmm. you know and I see um just in other people's records and in my own like how you know how deeply wrong I was to judge people who live their life differently than me um um, particularly people uh who struggle with addiction um I just in my in this lifetime I've never done drugs or anything like that Mm -hmm. um and I never understood I'm like why can't you just not do drugs like why do you go down that path why why is that fun for you because you're suffering you know you're just perpetuating your own suffering and I just didn't realize you know I have had lifetimes where I was an addict Mm -hmm. um and I had and and I struggled with that Mm -hmm. and I had to realize like okay this is the balance you know um and it's our it's our part of our human nature to judge yeah and to fall into victimhood that's just part of it that's a lesson that we have to learn yeah um that we you know yes we can be victims but we can also be survivors um and we can be the heroes in our own story you know we can we have the ability to pull ourselves out of that and that we're stronger than we give ourselves credit for I couldn't agree more. And I love that you bring up the judgment piece because that's something that I constantly struggle with. Like just, and it drives me crazy. (laughs) Right. I'm aware of it. You know, that's at least I'm aware of it, but it's like, that's, that's something personally that I've been working on is like, okay, can we clear this yet? Like, (laughs) I think there's some more lessons waiting for me to help me do it. Well, and, and before you can like, you know, kind of alleviate the judgment out of your life. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, we have these egos, um, because with the way that that earth is the way the earth plane is, um, you know, we kind of need our egos to keep us from like, you know, walking out into traffic and things like that (laughs) to protect us. It's a, it's a protective mechanism, you know, um, and that there I guess like once again there's a a beautiful balance that comes with when you go into your records and when you start investigating who you are and your past lives and um and what all's out there what all's possible it kind of like you said it kind of pulls back and the the macro and the micro you know and it helps you to better understand you know okay this is why I'm having these thoughts. This is why I feel a certain way. This is why, you know, um, a lot of it can be our life experience from this life. And a lot of it can be um, past lives that are affecting us in our current one. I, I'm curious to like these lessons that we learn throughout lives. I mean, I would imagine, I feel like this is kind of a dumb question, but no, yeah, there's it, no it dumb question. Came <laughs> it came to mind. It's not, it's not a linear process, is it? I mean, time isn't linear. So I guess, you know, that cancels that out anyway. But I think like our, our little like human minds want to think like, oh, well, we started here and like now we're here, but it almost to me feels like we're sort of just like the, 
investigators <laughs> right does that right like, it does it we're does. coming down and doing the research and then reporting back and then it, it just goes back to this main source perhaps and absolutely yeah yes because source wants to know all you know source wants to understand you know and mm -hmm. understanding and choosing to understand I feel like is is some of the most profound love that you can experience mm. you know maybe if somebody hasn't gone through what you've gone through but they can understand uh -huh. you know and that and that paves the way for compassion and that's yeah. that's the ultimate ultimate love that that agape love you know mm -hmm. so here's a here's one okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm like ooh, I've got a really good source of information right here with me now. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. So one of the, the biggest questions, and I think it's it's probably just a paradox, but um, one of the biggest questions that I have is why do some of us see evil and others don't? That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of times, you know, of course, there there's factors like conditioning you know, uh, having a different kind of perspective, so, you know, like maybe you were raised to think one thing was okay, but other people don't um, because their experience is different, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I think that it, it, I mean, I really truly think it's, it's strictly based on what you choose to see you know, mm -hmm. and what you choose to experience in different lifetimes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we can't have, we can't have light without shadow, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, some people may, you know, and a lot of times things that are inherently evil or people who we consider to be evil or whatever, or have an evil aspect to themselves, it's only because they are rejecting the light that lives within them because mm -hmm. we we have both mm -hmm. you know we have both inside of us that's just my take <laughs> you know sometimes I think that those people or whatever are just playing their role yeah in the bigger picture of evolution sure you know it's just it's like we need a catalyst for change or yes. a catalyst for you know things to evolve on some level and we and we have to have villains and yes that that is something that has come through in the records in readings as well um they're like i said i can't get specific you know because yeah. you know our information is sacred to us but i can say that um there are people who come into our lives and maybe in this life we for example have a really bad relationship with our father you know let's say your father was an alcoholic or something like that and um, they were abusive or, or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, they signed up when, when you incarnated into this lifetime, they signed up to be that catalyst for their children. Mm -hmm. um, so they loved their children enough to be the bad guy. And that might be 
something controversial, but that's what I've seen in the records. I have people in my own life who have been that for me. And so meeting them with compassion and realizing that they were just a product of their raising and their experiences and that they needed to go through what they needed to go through in order to evolve and understand, Mm -hmm. um, that is, uh, I guess you could say, my take on it (laughs) you know I could be wrong but yeah um, I definitely believe that we all you know we have to sign up to play a certain part Um, and and truly we're just products of our environment a lot of times you know we we don't realize that we can transcend a lot of things Mm. and that healing is possible too yeah yeah it's so interesting because once you get this, like, I feel like, you know, once you sort of start to understand things from these higher perspectives, it's really funny to be living on earth. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's hilarious. Find... <laughs> oh my gosh. You, you really laugh about it. I'm not quite there yet. I try, but you know, it's like, I guess you just kind of have to find the balance, the middle point, right? Yeah. Like, okay, here's my physical existence. Here's my ego. Here's like the big picture. And here is my spirit. And then you're just like, I feel like it gives you this, um, this power though. I don't really want to use the word power, but it does kind of give you this awareness that it's really all just about choice. And what do you choose to experience, you know? And it's like, okay, now I've witnessed all of this, like, dark shit or whatever. Right. Do do I want that to be a part of this life experience? Like, focusing on that? Or do I want to focus on more creative things? Hell, who am I to judge? What if I do want to focus on all of it? I don't know. Right. Right. And that's, I guess that's why, you know, not all questions, you know, need to be answered right away, because sometimes we're not ready for those answers, you know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I understand what you're saying. And I've wondered that myself. Yeah, it's, it's the, um, it's just like the, the internal battle for me, personally. So. (laughs) Aren't those fun? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for letting me pick your brain. This sure. Has been so much fun. I love these conversations. I, I love people that want to learn and want to understand. But I mean, like I said, I don't have all the answers. I just yeah. share what I've experienced, you know. Yeah. And that's why that's why I always tell people, use your discernment, you know, go, you know, don't don't just listen to one, listen to yourself, you know. Because what comes through for you, that's, that's your truth, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's why, you know, relaying people's records to them, you know, sometimes it doesn't resonate with them and it's because they're just not ready to hear it or they, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, if, if it, if it doesn't like totally check the box, it, they're kind of like, you know, I guess I'll just sit on this or Um, that's not relevant to me. So I don't need, you know, but eventually it does come back around, you know, um, because spirit will always be completely transparent with you. And that sounded kind of funny. (laughs) Spirit (laughs) will be transparent. (laughs) Like, oh yeah, they are. Maybe that's what they meant. (laughs) 
I love it. <laughs> that was so corny, but no, I, went I, with it. It. I went with it. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> That's right. Can't help it. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share that might be helpful to people just like through the crazy times we're living through? I mean, oh, I feel gosh. like this whole conversation has been really helpful to <laughs> get like a, a much so. <laughs> bigger picture, you know, of like what we're doing here. But Sure. So, well, and, you know, too, I will say, you know, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm a numerologist as well. And I will say numerology has helped me substantially with kind of getting a bead on the energies of what's happening, what's coming, what we're stepping out of, you know, kind of helping me on a very, uh, I, guess, I don't want to say a basic level, but just on a certain level where I can kind of understand what we're working with, you know, um, because the numbers are the language of the universe, you know, that's, if, if, uh, you know, astrology is the language of the planets and the stars, the numerology is the sky that they are sitting in, you know, mm -hmm. and um, because we, we wouldn't even have letters if it wasn't for numbers. So <laughs> um, ha uh, uh, giving me that translation, you know, mm -hmm. um, just like with astrologers who they're like, okay, the, these are the transits, this is the houses that they're in, et cetera, et cetera. I kind of do the same thing, mm -hmm. only with numbers, <laughs> and, you know, and so that, that helps me, you know, it gives me a, a little sense of peace in the chaos, you know, if you will, because uh, we do live in a chaotic time. Mm -hmm. um, Earth is reaching this critical mass you know, Gaia is trying to ascend. She's going through her own thing and we're just along for the ride, but then we're all going through it on a collective level. And then we're all going through it on an individual level. Mm -hmm. And truly these energies that, you know, the reason why we've had like all of these major events back to back to back is just in preparation for us to put, keep pushing us through to this golden age that we're stepping into. This is all preparation mm -hmm. is all this is, um, you know, in 2020, when the world locked down and everything was happening uh, or not happening <laughs> on some level, um, that was that was a four universal year and that helped me to realize oh wow you know that this is setting us up for something because to me four is a very practical number mm -hmm. you know it's it, it's disciplined it prepares us it teaches us you know I to me four is like a really good teacher number you know mm -hmm. it's it's giving us instruction it's saying okay we're all going to you know, <laughs> we're all going to go within, you know, and you don't have a choice. <laughs> and, yeah. and we're just going to see how this, how this plays out, you know. Yeah. Um, but everybody fought it, you know, I think, or I think a lot of people fought it anyway. Um, probably not introverted people so much. <laughs> but, right. You know, we, are, it, it changed everything. It changed our perspectives. And now, you know, two years later, you know, I'm seeing that tsunami that, spirit told me about that spiritual tsunami that's you know washing over us and there's people 
waking up in droves everywhere. Yeah. I feel so, that too. Yeah. There's a there's definitely a reason for the things that we go through. And and sometimes it's uh sometimes it's our own doing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And some and sometimes it happens um it happens for us, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens happens for us, not to us. Yeah. I agree. And I I think what's exciting about this time is that I think it's actually like um, these preparations, as you say, I feel like are collective dark nights of the soul. Mm -hmm. And it feels like it can only get better from there. Um, (laughs) I mean, but also, I just think this is a natural thing that we're going through. I think it's a natural cycle. And when I think of things that way, uh, it really sort of grounds me, <laughs> you know, yes. um, rather than like, why is this happening? The sky is falling. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> nah, like you're, you're good. Just do your inner work and that will reflect out into the reality that we're all experiencing. And if we all just can, can do that, I think we'll, we'll get somewhere better. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. And um, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to freak out in moments like that, you know, because we are still human. We are still ego centric (laughs) for the most part. Yeah. Um, So it, 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 having a lesson of trust isn't always an easy one to come by or experience, but yes, um, I agree with you that you know, this is, this is all a setup, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's, it's leading us, it's leading us down a lighter path, and we just can't, we just can't envision that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that I can. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm trying to hold the vision, you know? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, and that that's a whole nother can of worms, you know, it's, yeah. it's really, it, 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 we could go down so many rabbit holes if we wanted to. <laughs> well, were you going to say that that's coming back into the trust? Like, just like things could be even better than you could ever imagine. And like, it's just, you just got to let it happen and not try to control it all. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's hard for a lot of people, you know, yeah. being, being controlling and not trusting that's a, a trauma response you know mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of people mm-hmm. and trusting is I mean it's just like a, a it's just like letting go mm-hmm. and falling you know and and seeing where you land and just believing that wherever you land is the place that you're meant to and that it's going to yeah. be beautiful yes yeah so much easier said than done for sure for sure but also such a beautiful lesson and I'm sure if you really reflected back through your life you could find moments where that happened you know absolutely absolutely I, I feel like everybody could you know um and it also just reminds me to be in the present moment because like that's seriously all we have we, we don't have the past anymore. We don't have the future. It's, it's all happening now. Right. Yeah. All there is is this present moment for sure. Yeah. 
cool. And I guess that I guess that would lend to a, another question that people ask me a lot uh, mm -hmm. in the records is they want to know about their future. Mm. I'm like, honey, I can't tell you, you know, but what I can tell them is that, and this is true, there are timelines. So the choices that we make, because we have free will, you know, and these choices that we make based off of free will lead us to different uh, opportunities, if you will, for mm -hmm. timelines. And these timelines have, they play out differently. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you have what would be considered higher timelines, you know, where things work out beautifully, not mm -hmm. perfectly, but beautifully you know, maybe a little bit more effortless. Um, and then there are lifetimes that are, you know, extremely difficult. And a lot of times it's because you're not living in your authenticity, you're negating your truth, um, or you're making choices that go against, you know, what your soul is telling you to do. And so it's going to be a little bit, <laughs> a little bit harder to navigate. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, uh, yeah, it's, it's all in how we perceive it, you know, it's all in, you know, how we choose to utilize this now moment. Yeah, yeah, and, and what you talked about made me think of resonance, you know, like when you have these moments of choice, I think it can be, I mean, not to take everything way too seriously <laughs> and like try to control it all again, but right. I notice like something that can be helpful if you're not sure is like um, feeling into like what feels expansive or what feels constricting, you know, sure. or like, and that's sort of like kind of a nice way to find that more resonant path that might be a little bit more harmonious, a little mm -hmm. bit, you know? Right, right. <laughs> but um, Yeah, because ooh. there's no mistaking when you're in your flow, you know, when you are, totally like jiving with the universe um i think at some point or another we've all experienced that on some level mm -hmm. you know and um yeah riding riding that cosmic wave is what i call it you know yeah <laughs> like and if it we, take you if we didn't make mistakes or go down the less resonant paths then the really high resonating ones wouldn't be as interesting either so absolutely <laughs> well i mean take me for example i mean had i not gone through my dark night of the soul i wouldn't have learned all of the lessons that i needed to learn in order to have the ability to do what i'm doing you know, mm -hmm. having that deep level of compassion and understanding for others. Not that I didn't have it before, but mm -hmm. had I not gone through those things, I, it probably wouldn't be where it needed to be. Yeah. And so I just, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So I just, um, you know, I'm thankful for those difficult times um, because they have brought me to where I am today, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. I resonate with that a lot. Um. Well, thank you so much for sharing so much and your, your story and just, wow. I'm like, <laughs> I can't wait to re-listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really appreciate you having me and listen to all my jibber jabber. <laughs> I, could, I could talk about it all day, seriously. <laughs> I'm down for another discussion on it sometime. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do um, it. And also you have a podcast. I don't know if you mentioned that in the beginning. 
I did not. Um, yes, I have a podcast called Soul Prince, and it's mainly it's dedicated to the pursuit of purpose is is my tagline um, by navigating our spiritual awakening investigating our spiritual gifts and our past lives and how they tie into our current one um so that's uh a, a, they're they're not all conversations are, are directly linked to purpose but mm-hmm. it it all come kind of comes back full circle and i absolutely love all of my guests i have guests from all walks of life um and having these like really candid conversations is so fun for me yeah <laughs> um so i deeply love it and um i'm currently in season two i've got more people to record <laughs> and, and i would love to have you on as well that would be such a such a treat yeah i can't wait <laughs> cool absolutely well, Thanks again, and until next time, uh, keep on reading them Akashic Records. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep on reading. <laughs> just keep going, Louise. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but yes, thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for joining me for another episode. And if you'd like to get in touch with Beck, you can find her at akashicbeck.com and on Instagram at akashic underscore Beck. That's Beck spelled B-E-C. And you can find me on Instagram at light.alwayswins. And until next time, remember, light always wins.